This is a HeadGum Podcast. You will drive us. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And this is another episode of Who's There? Your first one in what, two weeks? Oh, God. Built there were up. so many calls to get through while we were on vacation. Did we mention we were on vacation? We were on vacation. We were on vacation. <laughs> I'm never going on vacation again. Honestly, it was too stressful to be away from the Who Weekly hotline. <laughs> I Have we told enough people that we were in Portugal? Because we were. Hey, heard of it? Portugal? It's in Europe. Maybe you should Google it. Um, And we had so many calls. To be fair, though, as we were listening to the calls, I noticed that while we did have so many, like there were just so many, it felt endless. They were all about the same thing. <laughs> Every call from yesterday, there were maybe 700. No, I love it. I love <laughs> Every it. Every call from yesterday was about one topic that we'll get to later and every call about the met ball was about one topic that we'll get but to it, later so it was actually good. sort of nice it's good because it points us in the direction that you guys want to go collectively and i feel like for every person who dares to call in which like obviously you all should it means there's like 10 people behind them being like we agree you know because it, it represents like the greater audience the funniest thing is when people say like i'm sure you got like six thousand calls about this but like what's going on with this and usually they're right, but sometimes they're wrong. And sometimes they're the only person who right. called. <laughs> You're like, um, we didn't. So like, uh, okay. Like, Sorry, but thank you for calling. Thank you for your support always. So do we just want to get into it with the comments? Or do we want do we want to talk about something else? Is there something else to talk about? I have nothing to say. The royal wedding thing is sold out. So Europe shit out of luck if you didn't get tickets i'm sorry to tell you that yeah, we did get a call saying go all the way to where they're getting married which is where are they getting married again bobby <sighs> i don't know we got it wrong don't you even bring it, it up wrong. we got calls about that the point was that the aisle was long okay your the aisle was, still, was long your joke was still funny your joke remains Ugh. your joke was funny all it's these fine. like anglophiles being like <laughs> <laughs> also if you think you're coming to this event this weekend to hear us talk about the royal wedding like we know what we're talking about you have paid money for the wrong event <laughs> if you think you are gonna learn anything on saturday you morning are get out of here mistaken the only things that we know about are <laughs> Meghan markle's family members i don't <laughs> think anyone really understands that i did not care about the royal family until this year i will not care about them after this year the only thing i care about is megan samantha and markle. her fucking family. samantha markle her allegedly broken ankle did you see that tmz alert it where it's like she may have broken her ankle because when you click it it's not even a confirmed ankle break. It's TMZ just... <laughs> has like a phone adjust for royal stuff that they're literally sending directly to my phone. Like they're push alerting. I've gotten like 14 push alerts. I don't know if you guys have the TMZ push alerts. Bobby told me to turn them on, which like I will never regret. It's the best thing. Get, it's the best it, thing in the world. It's like no one has any news judgment. So it's either like Michael Jackson died or Samantha Markle broke her ankle maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the wild <laughs> It's a wild spread. Okay. But also it's one of those things. It's sort of like push notifications are sort of like um, uh, subscription models like MoviePass or like the gym where it's like they're, they're so hard to turn off that you just yeah. live with them. Oh, yeah. No. It's like, like do I cancel my off. gym membership? I don't go. But if I cancel my gym membership no. to go there and talk to someone, so I'm just going to keep paying $10 a month. But also that sort of thing. I truly believe that if like the world was coming to an end, 
the first person that would tell me would be TMZ. Like TMZ would know a good five minutes before anyone else. The New York Times would cite TMZ initially and say that they were wrong. And then 10 minutes later say, uh, correction, the right. world is actually ending. Well, they would be wrong about the reasons why or be wrong about some detail that no one cared about. But the information mm-hmm. would be correct. Mm-hmm. Like that is what, that's what they'd be like. We're being killed by like lizard people. And it'd be like, <laughs> Correction, like New York Times would be like, we're being killed, but like not by lizard people, but we're still being killed. Like, I'm like, I don't care who's doing it. Like, you know what I mean? That's okay. Just... Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> not to be rude, but <laughs> shut up. Okay, okay listen. Play the goal. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. Um, long time, moderate time here. Fun call. Say excellent Eurovision coverage. Really appreciate it. Thanks for loving Je- Jessica Mowboy. She bloody killed it. Um, although, a bit disappointed, you failed to mention that one of the four Portuguese hosts of Eurovision this year was Daniela Rua, um, a.k.a. the voice of Merida in Portugal's dub of Disney Pixar's Brave, a.k.a. Kenzie from NCIS LA. Guys, sort of dropped the ball there. Massive who? Uh, nevertheless, uh, love you both. Uh, Poor form, Lindsay and Bobby, but good form, Bella Thorne. Oh my god, I could listen to this on a loop till for the rest of my life. I, uh, how are you? Real? I need, I need this caller to, uh, call us back and say, stick your drink up your ass, Tanya. I'd rather swallow razor blades than drink with you. Stick your drink up your ass, Tanya. I would rather swallow razor blades than drink with you. I know it's like rude of us to be like, of course we're obsessed with your accent like it's perfect in every way but it's like if you told me that you didn't speak english i'd believe you because it's truly <laughs> it's so perfect like, it's oh perfect. yeah he called in speaking australian it's like oh that's not a language it's like yes it is <laughs> thank you for the fun fact i'm so glad you enjoyed our terrible coverage of eurovision considering it was something that you genuinely know about like because you're from a country in which actually entered and we had another call that had like another fun. Do you want to play that one too? Where is that one? It's Alexander Ryback, it says. Oh, uh, we actually, I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed in us because we didn't really talk enough about Alexander Ryback. We can we briefly it. hear. We did it. We were obsessed we were so with Alexander with Ryback. He sucks. And we briefly mentioned that he had, or maybe we didn't, that he had won before, which is yeah. why him being there again was not controversial because it happens sometimes, but it's like some people are very excited that he's back because some people thought he was like a cutie pie, but some people are really annoyed that he's back. So you get these mixed opinions. Well, he's the, not the, the funny, greatest guy as not the greatest guy. call. Okay, so by the time you get this, this is going to be super irrelevant because you're going to be very over talking about Eurovision. But I noticed on your Insta story about the Norways that Alexander Ryback was in there. Um, Alexander Ryback was the 2009 winner, I believe, with Fairy Tale. Um, and then he kind of like disappeared off the map. But I think, um, from what I remember reading somewhere, he had like an anger issue and he like had smashed his hand and like like out of anger like against the sound technician had like smashed his hand and like broken his hand and also on stage had like broken his instruments um so anyways so i don't know if there's any more tea on that but like i just thought it was interesting that i hadn't seen him for a while and then all of a sudden now he's back after being kind of like silent for seven years Anyways, I hope you are well. Good form, Bella Thorne. I mean, we don't know the tea, but, like, that is the tea, I guess. Like, he won this show, 
how many years ago? 2009? A while ago, almost 10 years ago. Yeah. And with this equally terrible song, gotta say. And then disappeared. Is, again, again, we cannot, it cannot be overstated enough. The song is called How to Write a Song, but he doesn't tell you how to write a song. The, <laughs> the two steps for writing a song are step one, believe in it and sing it all day long. Step two, just roll with it. To be and fair, then he says, and the that's how you write a song. Verse does tell you how to kind of write a Barely. song. Barely. But Barely. then he's like, in the chorus, it's like, that's not how you write a song. Like, that, these steps are not accurate. Like, this no. is not a good e-how. Like, e-how. This would never be published on e-how. <laughs> so I, I found an interview with Alexander where um, someone, a very good journalist named Katie Anderson, had the guts to bring up his anger management problems. And he says, she says, this question is a bit bitter. According to Wikipedia, you have anger management problems. <laughs> oh my god, citing Wikipedia know, is iconic. Like, <laughs> she's a legend. Citing Wikipedia a directly is <laughs> fucking legendary. She's an absolute legend. My favorite journalist, what? Katie Couric up in here. God, Katie. Barbara Katie Walters Katie Couric ab- absolutely would say, so according to Wikipedia, you have anger management problems. Absolutely. Okay. What can you tell us about it? Would you like to clear up all the gossip? Again, the gossip is on Wikipedia. Or can we say, or can we say that this is not really gossip, but true life, which can happen to any adults? Citing Wikipedia and calling gossip is rude. So continue. <laughs> Um, she says, or can we say this is not gossip, but true life, which can happen to any young adult, which is normal. What? Wait, and then he wait, says, wait, what? <laughs> and he, again, he, he skirts it. He says, I had a time when I could really explode. And I never wanted to hide that side of me. It was a self-therapy to show my real self to my audience. And then he pivots and he says, today I have over 560,000 fans on Facebook. No. There's 560,000 people who don't mind that I am human like everybody else. But this year I feel much more controlled. Wait. I will never. Wait, wait, wait. I will never break a violin on stage again. Wait, no one asked about that. (laughs) It's like, Alex. You did not have to show your cards like that, but Step whatever. one, here's how, you, here's how you don't answer the question. Step one, mention how many fans you have on Facebook. Step two, don't mention the time you broke a violin on stage because she didn't say anything about that at all. And then he says, uh, "My okay, quick questions. My favorite, favorite dream. And he says, I don't think I can write that in a magazine. So does, is that... Is that a sex dream or is it like a violent Wait, dream? I don't my, know. Who asked my and then favorite he says, dream? Who sa- what kind of question goes, is that? And then, I mean, this this iconic journalist. And then <laughs> she says, what's your least favorite nightmare? He says, his least favorite nightmare is <laughs> that my ex-girlfriend gets married. <laughs> but Wait, it's like... Who, but like, who asked what your He's saying favorite? the scariest thing that he could possibly have a nightmare about is that his ex-girlfriend gets married. Yeah, I don't know. That reeks of problems. that reeks of anger problems to me. Somebody needs to go to therapy like for the rest of their lives. Also, like, who asked what your favorite dream is and your least favorite nightmare? And then he says his favorite present from a fan was a drawing from a boy in the Netherlands and an underwear photo session from a girl in Norway. Smiley face. Disgusting. And then What's life's greatest gift for you? And he says, my violin. Which he broke It's like, you stage. broke it. <laughs> you broke it, dude. Oh my God, Alexander Rybeck. Right, so if you think that we like got into Eurovision, we didn't even get like 1% into Eurovision. We didn't even get 1% into it. Also, bless your heart, caller, for thinking we'd ever get tired of talking about this. I mean, I talk about Alexander Rybeck for the rest of the episode. I'm mad that Eurovision's only once a year and I only get to talk about it once a year because honestly, like... It, it, there's too much to talk about. I'm in love with a fairy tale. 
Lindsay and Bobby, long time, long time. I just started listening to the most recent episode that you guys did, and I immediately hit to pause it because you guys were talking about this whole, like, two more sleeps until whatever ordeal. And I moved to Australia with my family a couple years ago from the Middle East, and I had never heard that before. But everyone in Australia loves to talk about sleeps until something. And at first I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. And the more I think about it, it's I'm actually a huge proponent of it. It's great. Days can be a little bit confusing because it's like, no, I want to know how many nights like I have to sleep until said event. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to put my two cents in. Trust me, it's a very good measure of uh, time. I would say even one of the best. Thank you. Good form, Bella Thorne. Bye. I appreciate this perspective because I hadn't thought about its actual like f- functionality. Yeah, it's it's essentially like like if you're confused about time zones it's like how more sleep how many more sleeps if you can't figure out like I guess a 24 I hour time i guess then i realized that like the reason why i really hate this was because there was a song by leona lewis that came out like 5 years ago or something oh called one more sleep do you remember this song i i do n- i do not Wait. Is that Leona Lewis being like, did you mention me? <laughs> did someone say my name? <laughs> no one's mentioned Leona Can you leave this in and not cut that out? <laughs> Leona Lewis. Hi, it's Leona. Anyways, I'm back. Okay, the chorus. I'm leaving that in. The chorus of the song <laughs> is four more days of being lonely, three more wishes I can barely breathe. If I can make it to Christmas, then it's one more sleep. And then it's like, how Wait. many more sleeps till Christmas? That's literally, I've never heard this song. That's the inverse of Bare Naked Ladies One Week. It's been, <laughs> it's been the, one it's sleep. The inverse. Anyway. It's like, oh, she can't wait. Like, they're, they're yeah. still together. Anyway. I hate it because I hate that it implies that Santa's her lover. And I hate Ew. songs. <laughs> I really hate Christmas songs that imply that you want to fuck Santa. And this song has no evidence that the person that she wants to sleep with is not Santa. Yeah. Like, Santa baby, she wants to fuck Santa. I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus, Santa's daddy, which (laughs) took me way too long to understand. Like, no one's fucking Santa in that one, but you're right. It is is like a micro genre. Anyways, that's the reason why I think I was, like, grossed out by sleeps. Still am. Okay, but now I understand it better. I understand why people would use it. Next call. And after all that, Kevin Can Wait is canceled. Kevin Can Wait update. It got canceled. Thank God. Hello. Kevin Can Wait was canceled. Kevin Can Wait got canceled. CBS has canceled Kevin Can Wait. Guys, Kevin Can Wait update. It was canceled. Kevin Can Wait has been canceled. Kevin Can Wait update. They got canceled. Fucking serves you right, Les Moonves, because this is what happens when you disrespect Aaron with two ends. Aaron Hayes is cackling. Wait, what was her name on the show? Donna, I think. Donna is cackling from heaven. <laughs> she's looking down on this mess and she's like, shouldn't have killed me. Erin Hayes is happy and she's moved on. She's not dead. She's alive and well. Successful. I think this is just perfect. It's, it's perfect. perfect. It's perfect. This show was a mess. It is karma in action. The show was a mess for more reasons than this Erin Hayes thing too. Like if you recall when we were doing updates every week. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Like politically the writer's room was sort of a mess. Like, he's um, a mess. Leah Remini obviously has other things to deal with, so I'm yeah. sure she wasn't giving it her all, you know? Literally, like, Leah like, Remini is like, Leah Remini's a professional. She she 
goes to work, she does the job, but I'm sure she wasn't giving it 100%. Leah like, her mind was somewhere else. taking on a multi-billion dollar, like, religious cult. Like, she is busy. She's got stuff to do. She has to take down Scientology. She cannot focus. I mean, I'm sure she's thrilled about this. Oh, yeah. She's like, great. Back to my fucking Emmy Award winning show that I do elsewhere that's better. So I saw, I didn't see this, but Lindsay uh, noticed this. CBS was like commenting on this cancellation and they brought up the death and that they fucked up. And yeah, well, someone senior, I think asked them, someone was like, it said on Wikipedia that you uh, fucked up. <laughs> a senior EVP named Tom Sherman said, Creatively, the show made a choice at the beginning of last year. We agreed to go along with it, and unfortunately, the audience didn't respond to it. It's like he's trying to pass the blame on to someone else when it's like, ultimately, you have control of this show. You have control of this show. It's really rude. Uh, This is what happens when you kill off Aaron Hayes. Things don't go your way. Yeah, no, it's... Aaron Hayes, the most powerful one in Hollywood, in my opinion. Oh, like, now she is, for sure. She can kill a show. (laughs) Um, now on to the real first call. And you thought Kevin Can Wait Update was done. Now it's done. I mean, maybe it is now. (laughs) Now it's done. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. Long time, long time. Um, you've probably gone a call about this today, but, um, have you seen the news about Hillary Duff, um, who, like, called out her, like, smoking cigarette and weed, like, neighbor? She, like, full-on, like, blasted him, like, put his name up on Instagram, his, like, private Instagram handle, like, all the stuff. She called him a dick, like, and she said that she was, like, I don't even know that this is, that she accused him of not living in the real world. I guess his name is Dieter Addison, and I thought she was talking about Dieter from Laguna Beach, but I don't think it's the same Dieter. But anyway, like, can she do this? I didn't think she was even capable of doing something this savage. I mean, this is like Lindsay McGuire we're talking about. So, um, discuss. Um, I don't know if I am for this or against this. Okay. Good form, Bella Thorne. This is like one of the most <laughs> called about things in a while. We've ever got. Like, so it truly good. is. And Everyone was obsessed with this. With good reason. She's like a them, I think. Do you think? No? God. Uh, yeah. Yeah. She's pretty big. Why not? But I Her feel... boyfriends are always who's, but she's right. a them. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely themy. I think she's she's a famous enough name. She was definitely a them 10 years ago. And I think she has just kind of maintained them status because she's always around. I know. It's like Lizzie McGuire. It's like Mc... Kate Bosworth. Lizzie you know? McGuire but is like Hillary iconic work. if you were born like a certain amount, like years. It, it's probably more like an age them versus a them them. I don't yeah, think anyone right. younger than... 28 <laughs> yeah, yeah knows who hillary duff is or cares or you know or has cares. an emotional attachment she hasn't yeah. done anything since lizzie mcguire let's be real. don't come for me hillary duff fans <laughs> i know I mean, you love younger i do but but she's not even really the. she's very good but she's not even the star like not i'm sorry not to be shady but like she's not the star and it's not like she is this like breakout she's just good for people who knew her Back then, mm-hmm. as Lizzie, you're like, oh, mm-hmm. she's like surprisingly good. She's a good actress. Da, da, da. Sorry. Again, also had an iconic singing career. Yes, I know. Don't call me and tell me I know. I lived it. I lived it. <laughs> what was her What was her song from a couple years ago Let that had that bit? Oh, um, no, no, no. The, the one about <laughs> online dating? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget. <laughs> anyway, so Hillary. 
Hillary her Instagram Duff is stories. in New York filming There were two iconic. First of all, there were two iconic Instagram stories this week. One of them was very themmy and included no who's. And it was Fergie taking the subway during the, <laughs> during the storm. Wait, I can't believe you brought that up. That is one of the funniest things. I just love that. Fergie, we're, Fergie we're taking going... the subway from, from Columbus Circle to Cipriani Wall Street. Hey, what's up? So we're taking the subway because a tropical storm hit New York. New York is going through a serious subway crisis like if you don't live here you don't need to care but I know a lot of you do so you know like all we talk about is like the subways like how are we gonna get there and are every broken, every every week New York Times is like is the subway getting worse or is it just you it's getting worse it's not just you <laughs> meanwhile Fergie takes Fergie takes a subway in the middle of a tropical storm or just a storm, a storm and nothing goes wrong nothing goes wrong well, so Fergie you know. takes the subway and gets the best possible version of the New York City subway system and she gets to her the Paley honors on time it's true and no one has ever been more proud of themselves for taking the subway than Fergie taking the subway because and that's what was extra exciting about it and again one of the great things about New York is that New Yorkers don't care about no no one especially gave a shit the subway. so Fergie is lis- literally listening to glamorous being played off the phone of a subway of a commuter like dancing to it and mouthing along and Everyone in their in her direct vicinity is just like looking at their phones, like Ugh. completely uninterested. The faces of the people around her being like, "Who is this extra woman? We don't have enough space on our subways for everyone." Or to saying, "What is Fergie thinking? There's not enough space. I'm tired." It's, you know, most people were like, "You need to you need to make space. Like we don't have enough trains to get to where we need to go." Anyway, so that was a very themmy <laughs> iconic Instagram story of the week. The <laughs> other one, uh, which really uh, opens up uh, an amazing who. What am I trying to say? It really opened up a door to a window of who liberty that I never knew existed. And oh, so we I'm have Hillary so Duff. to get there. Hillary Duff bringing up who number one, Dieter Addison. Okay, is he really a who? Maybe not because it wasn't his choice to be involved in this. Like, he did not ask to be involved in this narrative. No, he didn't. But let's explain him and then we'll get into the person who absolutely is a who. So, so who is Hi- Dieter Addison? Well, Hillary says, you know, we know you're rich. We know your dad pays your rent. I work hard. Calling all New Yorkers with asshole neighbors really open to any advice you have um my neighbor smokes cigarettes and weed all night long um my apartment reeks seriously what do i do we know your parents pay your rent we know you've never worked a day in your life must be nice have some respect for your neighbors who work hard to live in that building don't be a dick dude and put your trash down the chute fine oh right so the problem is he's smoking and smoking weed and cigarettes, according to her, so much that it's getting into her apartment at all hours of the night, and now her apartment smells like smoke, and she's really, really mad. So you get the picture that she's tried complaining to him personally, and it didn't work. So this is her sort of last resort, and she's like, what do I do, Instagram? Like, help me out. Well, this you sucks. know if she brings it to Instagram, it's, like, gonna blow up, and it did. And every, she did an amazing job with She people. writes, Dieter Addison, Dieter Addison, Dieter Addison, Dieter Addison, Dieter Addison. Like, <laughs> she is ruthless here. It is almost, it's almost like, oh, shit, I don't want to get on Hillary Duff's bad side like, because this is what's gonna happen. She knows he's rich, and she knows she's rich, and so she's not really punching down because she knows that this person is, like, an equally powerful powerful person as her and i think i kind it's of like bitch we can both that. afford lawyers right, like, right stick your lawyer on my lawyer right. let's see what happens right so who is he he is the son of a german a uh, beard scion scion oh my god i never know how to pronounce that word scion <laughs> <laughs> it's scion thank you his father scion 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 <laughs> 
His father, God, it's been a day. His grandfather was the first to import the German Lowenbrau beer into the United States. So mm-hmm. he is rich, <laughs> is what we're saying. He's rich. Whole, his, his grandfather is H. Dieter Holterbosch. So he is rich, and Hilary Duff did call him out, and it only took a day or two for him to uh, clap back. But he for clapped, Dieter to clap back, yes. He clapped back in a way that is so fucking amazing that I had no clue that it could be this good. It's also very New York. So he said, He clapped back to page six. He, when, well, page six probably found him. Come on. Yeah. They knew where he lived, right? <laughs> so he said that he, he denied smoking weed because he is sober, which will come in in a second. And he adds that he currently works three jobs. What are those three jobs? I think music producer, not a job. No, uh, real estate off his family's real estate office not a job I mean, that could be anything an event producer not a job and managing musical artists let me like give me the receipts of these musical artists not like, jobs who are these <laughs> like i see hillary on my tv i know that's her job i see her there i don't see i don't know what your job is so she well she also said get a vape which i thought was a very nice way of going but he should have a vape who's smoking cigarettes in 2018 get a fucking jewel like right no that's true Event producer. What the hell does that mean? The best part. (laughs) So many people are event producers. I love it. They're going to be like, excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. But the best part is when, because she said that he smoked weed, he was like, oh, not only do I not smoke weed. Well, I'm sober. I'm sober. And I have, here we go, a sober companion. I did not know. what a sober companion was and based on what i can tell a sober companion is something that you someone that you hire if you have a lot of money because they're very very expensive so it's someone who like it's it's something that a privileged person can oh yeah do to deal with their addiction and it's basically like a live-in person or someone who's with you often yeah. Who keeps you on track, right? Who it's makes sure that you don't fall back solely off for the rich wagon. people. It's solely yeah. for it, it is literally the most rich people thing I can think of. So, but 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 who is his sober companion? Guess his what? Sober companion has He's the best name. <laughs> sober companion is an actual who, an actual legend, an actual person with his fingers like all over like England. Oh, you know, God. like his name is Topes Calland. Topes Calland. And when you search Topes Calend, you get one of the best articles written about anyone of all time from the Evening Standard. Thank you so much. The headline is, Meet Topes Calend, the 1,000 pound per hour super mentor who rescues the children of the rich and famous. Oh, my God. Written so Topes Calend. Hermione. Hermione Iron. <laughs> written by someone named Hermione. It's Wild. the most British thing in the world. And I could read so, you this entire article and it would be perfect. I don't even know how to not read you this entire article because it's so good. He let's just read some let's just read some selections. So people he has so basically he's saying like I hired this guy, this guy can vouch for me, I do not smoke weed. Topes Calend um is my sober companion. He uh he's been the sober companion for very famous people, including Liam Neeson's son. Well that is that true? So I read that and then I yeah. was like, is that true? Okay. Liam Neeson's son. Uh he uh, this was in a, a Belfast Telegraph article. Uh-huh. Neeson turned to wilderness therapy in Utah and spent months out in the desert getting sober. He lived in tents and hasn't touched alcohol or drugs since. Then he went to London where he stayed with life coach Topes Callan. Fucking Topes Callan. Um, so this is uh, Michael Neeson. Mich- and he sort of slipped into uh, uh, addic- like drugs and 
just addiction into I can't I think it was drugs and alcohol. Yeah, drugs and alcohol yeah. after his mom died. Oh. Natasha Richardson. Oh. And so oh. Topes Calland is one of the guys who helped him get back on track. Good and there are like Topes. photos of Topes with the Neesons. Yeah, it's darling, like, what do you this think is not he a joke. He hangs out with them and says drugs aren't cool, man. That's what he says. Um, can he I, calls himself a super tutor. Can I read you like some of this article? Like some of this article? Yes, please. Okay. I just want you to get a sense of like this person. I kind of already read this to you, but I'm reading it to the podcast. And now. if you want to picture him, like picture, he looks like Hosier. Hosier. <laughs> Hosier. Right? Yeah. Hosier. Yeah. Looks sort of like Hosier, but like a more glammed out, like chic. He, he dresses like well. He looks like boyfriend. Is that weird to say? I'm yeah. Like Adam Watt. Yeah. yeah. But okay. like with his hair in a bun. Okay. Go. Keep going. Calland is the elder statesman at all of 30 years of age of the young gilded friendship group that revolves around Soho property heiress India Rose James, her boyfriend Will Pelham, son of the Earl of Yarborough, what? <laughs> and Michael, Michael or Michelle Neeson, son of Liam. Jointly with these friends, Calland has recently founded the new Soho fashion gallery, May where newly commissioned clothes are exhibited as if they were art. <laughs> Let's continue. But he is best known for his work as a so-called super tutor. In 2012, it was ported that oligarchs were paying up to a thousand pounds per hour to coach their children. Calland is eager to explain that this is not his normal rate. Okay, so great. I can mm-hmm, afford him. Mm-hmm. After he graduated from Oxford, he went to work for his friend Malachi Guinness's tuition company, Bright Young Things, where he once was paid 10,000 pounds for 10 hours of coaching work, blah, 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 blah. So then like we ta- he talks about his his process, which clearly works for people. Yeah, he typically doesn't, he says he typically doesn't live with them. They usually live with him, mm. um, which is interesting. So I guess this is sort of like a an anomaly in his typical process. What's wild is that he loves wilderness therapy, and he has his his number one rule is that he tells the parents to stop giving the kids money, which I think is really important. Which is like really funny because it's like these people are all like the Earl of Yarborough or whatever is literally. And then further down, one of my fa- other favorite parts of this is. Calland isn't religious. His priestly robes are just because I like beautifully made, interesting clothes made by smart artisanal designers rather than make brands. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, bitch. <laughs> it also says, Calland is far too English to network. Indeed, the key to his success among the A-list seems to be his lack of interest in celebrity. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's like, oh, I don't know if I, I don't know if I buy that. It's sort of like Jonathan Chebin saying like, I hate the cameras. Yeah, you can't be a tutor to the rich and famous without knowing who the rich and famous are. I'm sorry, you're not like Tyler Henry showing up and being like, who are you? I don't know you. <laughs> right, what? Oh, you're a... What? Because the weird thing, what happens here is that he actually, I guess that's why he's so good or uh, appears to be so good at his job, is because he becomes actual friends with these people. Of so like he maintains really long-term relationships with them and like meets their families and like of course. becomes involved in their inner circle. I found a really funny interview with him and I cannot figure, it's from 2013, but it's on a website called The Steeple Times, which is, I mean, like it must be British because the yes, come on. freaking... I mean, number one, it's called the Steeple Times. Number two, the logo is like two umbrellas and like uh, some sort of page boy hat. What time is it acceptable to consume the first drink of the day? Keep in mind, this guy's a sober coach. And he says, it rarely occurs to me to drink anything much stronger than umbongo. I'm tickled pink that any time I have a craving for a tipple, it makes me feel like a real grown-up. That is one of the most English things I've ever heard in my entire life. Once again, it feels like another language. Umbongo is, as best as I can tell, the like English equivalent of high C like or something, or juicy drink. juice. 
It rarely the, occurs the, the to me logo, to drink anything stronger than an umbongo. <laughs> the the logo is like a really gay hippo holding fruit. Wait, why and are you calling this hippo gay? <laughs> he looks. I mean, I mean it in the 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 emo, the the feeling sense of the word. He's a he's a happy hippo. Okay, well, <laughs> cool. All right, you can do that. It's fine. So then. Then the person doesn't get it and says, also, when I have a craving for a tipple, what are you talking about, dude? And then it says, the person does not get it and says, a Negroni, a martini, or a cup of tea. And he goes, see above. It's Wait, just like, oh my God. see above? Like, I think this was an email. This was an email thing. Oh. Um, and then he says, my favorite question is, what's currently sitting on your mantelpiece? And he says, I don't have a mantelpiece, but if I did, I'd sit on it. <laughs> I'm not over Umbungo. <laughs> like <laughs> Umbungo. He looks like he would fill in for some for someone like in 30 Seconds to Mars, like when the guitarist oh, is sick. He's, you know, no, like, he's a he'd legend. Fill in. So he we didn't really get into it, but he he got his he first started making a name for himself right after uh, he graduated from Oxford. Uh-huh. And he quote, this is from the Australian. He successfully taught the son of a British rock star who had managed to defeat nine previous tutors. So this British rock star is not named, but I wonder who it is. I wonder who it is. Mm. I bet I it guess it's be that like, hard to find out. It all just started like word of mouthy. He's like, he was an actual history tutor, but then he got, I guess one of the students had an addiction problem. And so he helped with that. And then it just grew from there. But I think we can move on from Topes Callant, who is an icon and... I'm so glad we found him. Oh, yeah. I mean, and I'm he... so glad we found this gay umbongo hippo. <laughs> you mean gay like jolly. Yeah, jolly. Okay. This very jolly, this very, very jolly hippopotamus. <laughs> okay, let's move on. We've talked about Topes calendar for so long. Speaking of things we got 8 billion calls about. Hi, Who Weekly. Um, it's Harry. I can't sleep because Grimes and Elon Musk are dating. I'm sure that you're getting like a million calls about this. Um, it actually kind of makes sense though because Grimes is definitely going to try to live on Mars as soon as possible. So like dating Elon Musk is a really good way to get a step ahead of everyone on like living on Mars and maybe having your consciousness transferred into a robot. <sighs> I'm still sad though. Grimes is, like, definitely, like, a gay them and, like, a real world who, right? Yeah. And then Elon Musk is just, like, a fucking nightmare. All right, good for him, Bella Thorne. Bye. R.I.P. Scarjo Yummy Pop. Wait. Oh, R.I.P. I, I, I love that it's transitioned to R.I.P. Scarjo Yummy Pop. Um, Elon, <laughs> referring to... <laughs> Referring to Grimes as a gay, gay them and real world who, and then Elon Musk as a nightmare is really perfect. It's true. It like it really like gives your worldview. It really like it really like secures your worldview. Yeah, and it's true. So who is who is Grimes? We want to start by doing both of them. We've never talked about Grimes. Somehow we've never talked about her. I mean, she doesn't really do anything that like hooey or whatever but she is yeah and i wouldn't even call her like hooey in general maybe this is the first no, thing that she's she, done that's been hooey. she's very low-key that's i think why people were losing it because she's typically very low-key she's very like she's an artist in a very like real sense of the word where she takes it very seriously it's yeah. like her art she's her like art a, for she's, art. Like a pop, she's not in the tabloids she's like kind of a weird pop artist she comes out with these very like albums that have like vis- very visual weird components she's like her music is kind of like out there, but it's also like 
really well composed, which is like why people it's like really... avant-garde, but like yeah. people, you can listen to it kind of casually. Yeah, and how old is she? That's my question. Like twenty-two or something? Uh, oh 22? no! Oh my God, she's like late twenties at this point. Oh I really? Okay, so she looks really young too. I always assume she's way younger than she is. So she's she thirty. Was... Yeah. Oh my she's God! 30. So she's literally she just turned thirty. Our age. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm a little bit older than thirty now, but it's fine. Um. It's fine, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. So she's 30, she's great, she is, uh, she does have a big gay fan base because, you know, whatever, pop music is well appreciated by the people who get yeah. it. It's like, it's like computery pop music, you know, it's like computers. I don't really know anything like, like I feel like I am a fan of hers, and I listen to her music, but I don't really know a ton about her. I've read like the New Yorker profile about her I, a few uh-huh. years ago, that was good. That's why this was like so crazy because she's kind of like this underground hero to a lot of people. Because and, she got her start on Tumblr, basically. But, well, the the just, simplified version of her career is that yeah. she got her start on Tumblr. Right. And then got her a, a, a record deal, she's released an album that like, was like, if Halsey was good. <laughs> no, I think that's a, a very good comparison, actually. Don't you think? Um, if yeah, Halsey because was good. Sh- she's a sort of like had it, integrity. A generation before, a half generation before, she probably would have been called like twee, you know? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, like alt twee. Yeah. And the whole thing is, I guess she signed to Def Jam first and they tried to make her do stuff that she didn't really want to do music wise. And she released an album that was like very weird and cool and you know Pitchfork loved it and then she re- she was getting a second album ready and it was very poppy and she released a single from it and people got really mad and so she was like you know what I did I'm I'm going against myself I'm scrapping this album yeah. and I'm releasing something new and then she released what was it Art Angels or something she she's like written some music for other people she wrote a music for she wrote a song for Rihanna and Rihanna didn't take it I don't know. Like, she's she's a songwriter, too. Art Angels. Yeah, that was her most recent. So good. Came out a few years ago. Yeah, really good. Really good. Her real name is Claire, also, in case you care. And she... Claire Boucher. Boucher. Claire Boucher. Mm-hmm. Anyway, she's just this sort of, like, weird internet figure who releases good music occasionally and that people love <laughs> to love. Like, she's very easy to stand for. She's very cool, mm-hmm. which is why people were like, what the fuck, when she turned up at the Met Gala, which was great because it was preempted by a six, a page six release. It was like page six published. Elon Musk is quietly dating musician Grimes mm-hmm. um, and a then, few hours before. And then they before. made their debut. And then a few hours later, they appeared at the Met Ball together mm-hmm. looking fucking crazy as hell and not like because <laughs> it was like fashion weird. It was just weird. She was wearing a Tesla necklace, like a... She had well, like it a, looked like the Tesla logo, but not? Elon says it's it wasn't okay. technically the Tesla logo. Elon but it is looks known like it. for dating lots of, uh, you know, like younger women, younger, but like younger women, women who aren't necessarily a list. Like, never forget his relationship with Amber Heard. Last, he was recently rumored to be dating the woman who founded Outside Voices, that like leggings brand or something. Mm-hmm. Um, he just like has a history, and he's just like very weird, and also he's very controversial because like the whole thing with him, if you don't really know, is like he always makes these kind of big promises about stuff that he's doing, and he's you know this massive billionaire, but it's like is he really doing? anything at all like he's making these cars and then he's promising that he's going to like build houses on mars he shot a car into space and was like look i shot a car into space so people who are visionaries really love him or like people who think that way really love him but then you know people who are more like maybe you should be spending your money like helping to fix things that actually like affect people in this world and like elon musk is obsessed with like actual like 
AI technology and he's like, AI is going to kill us. And meanwhile, Grimes is like inspired by AI and like writing songs that are inspired by like technology and computers and blah, right. blah, 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 So blah, I guess blah. she wrote a tweet that was a joke about AI and he like DM'd her and was like, hey, like funny joke. <laughs> I see. Which I can't even imagine I Elon know. Musk trying to engage in a normal, so like a normal conversation with someone, let alone a woman. I mean, clearly they get along. She... You know, it it's weird because if you like break it down, it kind of does make sense if they're both yeah. into. I don't things. think it's that wild. It's not, I don't but think I, it's that wild I just at all. Ha- I hate looking at it. Is what I think. Everyone also agrees. Did you read? Um, did you read that Alyssa? You read Made for Love, right? The Alyssa yeah, Nutting novel. It. it reminded me of that. He seems he's like that guy, and yeah. it sort of seems like <laughs> if she got involved with him, she'd be like, "Wait a minute, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wait, I gotta get out of here." Oh, totally. I, I don't think anyone is. I mean, we know Elon Musk's, like, marriage history. We talked about his ex-wife on this podcast and stuff Mm -hmm. and how controversial that was. But, like, I don't think his – I don't know if dating him is, like, a great idea in general based on what we know from all of this. But But I think – Yeah. It seems like – what I'm trying to say is it didn't really come out of – it was surprising just because Grimes is not typically in the tabloids generally. But when you think about it, this pairing makes sense, at least for, you know, a hot minute – Yes. When once once Elon realizes or once she realizes like, wait a second, this is good for short term, but I can't be with this guy for much longer because I'm freaked out. Yeah, whatever. I mean, it's like there's not much. When, when this happened, I was like, I had the same reaction as everyone else. Like, what? But then it was like, there isn't a ton to say other than just like, it really depends on how you feel about Elon Musk. <laughs> like, yeah. it really depends on your opinions of this man, essentially, and what and he does in our world. Having And having said all of this, maybe the caller is right. Maybe. She just wants to go to Mars. She wants to go to Mars. <laughs> Fair. And honestly, he's, he's the best person to get with if you want to go to Mars. Maybe she wants to go to a different planet. Maybe he has technology that he hasn't even announced yet, you know? Maybe she wants to time travel. <laughs> Whatever technology he has, I'm sure he would let her use. So good for Grimes. Good for Grimes. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. First time caller, long time listener. I just had to tell you guys about this event that my friend and I went to over the weekend. It was a Rob Lowe book tour for a book that came out in 2011. He basically just retold stories from this book that is not new. Um, Definitely entertaining, um, interesting crowd there. But um, during the show, we noticed that Fred Savage was a couple rows behind us. And some some girls had asked a question about that show, The Grinder, that they are both on that got canceled. And Rob, like, kind of called them out in the crowd. And so he, like, stood up and then went on stage for, like, five seconds and went back in the crowd. It was very weird because he was, like, behind us and we didn't even have that great of a great seat. And then what was weirder was a little bit later, David Foster was a couple rows behind Fred Savage. And it appeared that they both didn't know that each other, like, were setting by each other. And uh, I took this picture. It's pretty blurry. But Fred Savage was turning around taking a picture of David Foster. It was very bizarre. Um, And, yeah, I don't know, like, why they were both there, like, not in a VIP section. And just – it's also in the middle of New Jersey, too. So they kind of did, like, a little bit of a trek there. So – um, that's all. I just thought it was interesting. Um, there's a little triangle of people. Fred Savage taking a photo. David Foster at a Rob Lowe. 
uh, event. So um, thanks. Love you guys. Good fun, Bella Thorne. Bye. Wow. <sighs> There's so much to unpack here, and yet I don't even really want to try. I don't really want to either, but it's also like she's wondering, like, what was David Foster doing there? What was Fred Savage doing there? It's like, caller, what are you doing there? Uh, oh no my- offense, but it's like, what? All the, like you said, the book came out four years ago. So, number one, why is he doing a book signing or book event? But also, how'd you get there why is anyone going to it how did you find out about this like did you see an ad on facebook did you see a flyer on a telephone pole like what gets you to a rob Lowe book event in new jersey four years after publication i know this was like one of those things where like it's a great call it's a great story but like completely like ruins the caller's integrity anyway so the store so the event i found it on newjersey.com no Roblo invites his friends to a night of stories at Mayo Pat. What? So his 2011 memoir, this was about his, the seven-year-old memoir. It's no, really we're talking old. behind the scenes stuff. It's not even the 2014 book. Oh, no, uh, it's so not it's stories I've told my show. friends. It is stories I told my friends, but he released another one in 2014 called Love Life. So this is based on his 2011 memoir. So it's not really a book signing. It's a live event based on the book. So You still went. He says that it carries the same title as his book, but offers new insights. So I guess it's sort of like an new addendum. New insights? It's an addendum, but in live form. Wait, you're telling me new insights from Wablo? It's like, listen, it's like if we did if we did a weekly who's there, but used calls that we didn't play on the show. We, well, we or could. it was live. We very much could. But do, it was live. Okay. No, new I know. Insights. That's what I'm saying. I'm just, um, yeah. We could do that. So he was just telling story. Okay, so caller, I take back my disrespect. So also, caller, you paid $50 for this? Damn. <laughs> Oh my god. The tickets were forty nine to one hundred and seventy five dollars. Color. Color. Stop. Stop. We have a friend who's really obsessed with Rob Lowe and he read his books stories I tell my friends. And his favorite thing is that every Rob Lowe story starts with him meeting like a waiter in Cannes, like trying to get by, and then it turns out it's Brad Pitt. Um also if you go to the Amazon, customers who bought this item also bought Candace Bergen, A Fine Romance. Mm. <laughs> so that happened by John Cryer <laughs> and Dancing with Myself by Billy Idol. Great honestly great book club right not a there. bad library but that's so I mean, what do you think was actually this? happening here i don't really know what i'm just like what do we think happened here i think that david foster and fred savage are both independently rob Lowe fans they went they went to the same event and they were like lol look another famous person and then they were texting that photo to another friend what? who was like lol look who i saw Okay, I guess. I don't just I don't think Fred Savage knows or cares who David Foster is. And I No, don't but think... David Foster was the one who was taking the photo of Fred oh, Savage. Oh, he cares who Fred Savage is. So sure. David Foster sent Kath McPhee the photo of Fred Savage <gasps> and said, LOL, look, it's Fred and Savage. And Kath McPhee said, who is that? <laughs> yes. She said, hello, my gay boyfriend. <laughs> who is that? <laughs> okay. Hi, my gay boyfriends. Okay. Um, next call, please. Hi, Who Weekly. First time, medium time. I'm calling about this mystery blonde who was spotted kissing Timothee Chalamet. I guess the Daily Mail later identified her as Marta Posen, and apparently she's an Italian model who was once in a Forbes article about micro-influencers. That can't be good. But that's all we know. So who is she? What's going on with me? Please shed some light. All right. Love you guys. I understand the fascination with Timothy Chalamet just because I get that he's sort of like uh, he's sort of like Leo DiCaprio after Titanic I get it like I get the infatuation with like a young like early 20s like sort of hunk i don't know who's like already hunk, been hunk sexualized in i don't film. know yeah yeah right 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 i think exactly. that being sexualized is a big like timothy chalamet not my bag but i get it but at the same time i 
don't get being fascinated by his love life because of course he's making out with some mo- like Timothy Chalamet is making out with everyone, right? He's so he's so loved right now and he's so like lusted after right now. Yeah. Of course he's making out with nameless blondes. Of he's making out with nameless blondes, nameless brunettes, nameless redheads, nameless bald women all over the country. Nameless I'm certain bald of it. Women. Oh, 100%. I'm certain of it. I mean, you know, you all know if you'll see this podcast, I am team Ansel Elgort. That is who I stand for. In- <laughs> and Ansel Elgort is only making out Violetta. That is it. Only Violetta. That's the one and only person to make out yes, with. Yes, he's in a happily monogamous relationship with his girlfriend, yes. the queen Violetta. Google it. <laughs> Violetta Comachon, who I know more about than most people, sadly. And um, so you have to be either... Violetta. You either can be Team Ansel or Team Timmy. Sorry, that's just how it works. We live in this world. You just have to decide. So Honestly, and I never thought I'd be Team Ansel, but I am Team Ansel. And to be fair, I did like Call Me By Your Name. I don't think this takes away from that. I'm more of an army right. stan, I will say. I, I'm more on the army side. But I, I'm a, I I'm a, don't... I'm a, stool bo- I'm a stool bro. I have yet to see the spark of Timmy that I think a lot of people are seeing. Timmy? Like, like, I just have not seen him shine yet for me. Yeah, I don't, I, I didn't watch Call Me By Your Name and say like, ugh, like, uh, ooh, that I'll kid's that gonna guy be, out of bed. he's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's like that kid, he's going places. I was just like, oh, okay. Right. What I'm saying is, I guess we should talk about this woman because she is someone. So it's like, sure, Timmy could make out with anyone she wa- he wants to right now. But it just so happens the woman that he's making out with now is named Marta Posen. She has 241,000 followers on Instagram. And as the caller said, yes, she was once featured in a Ford Ar- Forbes article about micro-influencers. Is that a drag? I'm not sure. <laughs> because the article is about, there. we all know about influencers, but what about the smaller ones? Yeah, what it's kind the of great. The only reason we decided... Followings. Yeah, the only reason we decided to like cover this at all, like why mattered which is like it's really funny that he was spotted making out with somebody in can and it turned out to be like one of these like vague model influencer types who happens to be italian that's it <laughs> that's it and she looks i mean she looks like kaylee baldwin so i don't know what else to say <laughs> she's beautiful she has a blog martaposin.com that's great she has uh she has a profile on next management where she is a model, and that is stuff that she does. There's really nothing else about her. Uh, she links to this article in her Instagram, which I feel like, uh, not that I can way back machine this, but it seems like she added this link after she started getting Timmy coverage. Because um, it says, check out my profile in Forbes magazine. But then you click it, and really, it's just... It's one paragraph. She, only, ha- she only has one paragraph in it, and let's read it. In the beauty and fashion world, Marta Posen is a globe-trotting influencer who travels from fashion week to fashion week, promoting brands love from Kenzo to Bulgari and isn't beyond. That, isn't that just what we call a model? Like a working model? I think so. Like, she travels from fashion week to fashion but week. I th- but I think she's not really a model, because she's not... Modeling. She's promoting them, but she's not modeling for okay, them. Okay, well, that's you know? that's our new that's our new era. That's why fashion micro influencer is the terminology we should be using. I love it. Great. I love to link to an article where I have one small paragraph. That's great. It says nothing about me. <laughs> and there was a photo of her on the red carpet. Guess what? She looks completely unrecognizable. That's great. I mean, I'll just will say one thing. Uh, she's no Violetta, and uh, <laughs> you know, I don't think we'll be hearing from her uh, again soon. And I honestly think Timmy has moved on already. Of course. Timmy is, it's it's just like we were saying. Um, to a bald woman, as you said. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
it's just like you were saying Brad Pitt was taking a, a page out of the George Clooney handbook. Timmy is taking a page out of the Pussy Posse handbook right now. Oh, so he's, these yeah. things are not going to last. Okay? It's true. He's, he's killing it in the Pussy Posse realm. Uh, oh, yeah. All right. I think <laughs> we have really outdone ourselves to We've overstayed our welcome. Let me tell you something. There's a good caller you're doing amazing, sweetie. Also, more for... Uh, more for me than Lindsay, but you know what? Who well, she cares? She spells that out. She certainly says, Lindsay, <laughs> this is not for you. This is for Bobby. This is not for it's you. It's fine. Is not I for. understand. Not everything is for me, yeah. just like, you know, Timothy Chalamet. Not for me. Not for me. Not for me either. So, uh, again, thank you to everyone who bought tickets to our show this weekend. It's so great. And our show next week and our show in June, which you can still get tickets for. Amazing, iconic. Um, thank you for calling in 619 Who Then. We had so many to listen to today, and it was so much fun to like be back in the saddle with you all. Calling about the same thing over and over again truly touches us. I've heard, you know, a lot of like new listeners, like, hey, new listener, new listener. That's fucking amazing. If you are a new listener and you're enjoying yourself, maybe take some time, go to Apple Podcasts, give us a review. Those are important. We never ask for them because we're like not we're like we're really not into self-promotion i don't know if you notice we're just very shy and like we're really just like we're really trying to keep it chill. we like we like things growing organically like we don't like pushing it yeah you know? we don't so if you could so like this really hurts me to say it's like really painful for me to say this and it really like takes me out of my element but if you can go if you if you go to apple Podcasts and rate review us give us five stars write whatever the fuck you want like nice things but you could like write about tanasha or you could write about like Grimes or whatever. We don't care what you write. I mean, I'm going to read it, but whatever. If you could do that, that'd Lindsay, be... You're contradicting yourself, Lindsay. You're contradicting yourself. Stop, <laughs> stop, 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 stop. It would stop, be stop. really great. Thank you so much, and we'll see you Tuesday. Bye. Bye. You will say that. Um, hi, Lindsay and Bobby. Well, Hi, honestly, Bobby, Lindsay, I love you, but this is really not a message for straight people. Um, I just wanted to let Bobby know the fan, the members of San Junipero, which is the Queer Women's Hooligans Facebook group, um, told me that I should tell Bobby this, but I just wanted to let you know that I was really drunk like a month ago, and I got on Amazon. And apparently I ordered, like, a 40-inch tall Carol poster. (laughs) And I totally forgot that I ordered it. And then I got a text from the guy who works in the office at our apartment building that was like, hey, there's, like, a giant tube here that the postman dropped off for you. And I was like, what? Um, So I just went downstairs and got it. And it's, like, it's, like, a theatrical poster. It's, like, fabric. Um. And I will tweet you pictures later, but I just felt like you needed to know that. Um, you of all people needed to know that drunk Olivia with her own money, um, purchased a 40 inch theatrical carol poster. Um, yeah, good form Bella Thorne. What's the gay version of good form Bella Thorne? Well, I guess, what is, Bella Thorne's bi, or is she, is she pan? She's not straight, is she? She was with that woman, but I can't remember her name. But now she's with Maud's son, and that's pretty straight. I don't know. I don't know if we as queer women want to own that. Anyway, bye. That was a HeadGum Podcast.